Hello, welcome back to the Currency Podcast. Um, this is your definitive answer for all currency. Um, you'll find flowing streams of revenue um, will befall you in your life after you listen to me. I have all the answers. And um, you're welcome. So you arrived at the right place, and welcome to Team Currency Podcast. You're on my team now, and um, we're all on the same team. We're all in the same boat, and now, so I guess if we're on the team, and um, that's working out that way, then I got to uh, lead you in some particular direction or something. Um, I don't know if that's going to happen, but so that, that there's a direction that I'm headed. I mean, I'm just so wild that I'm not going in any direction. I'm so rogue and unpredictable that there's nothing that I was up to at any point. And so I'm just so unpredictable that, like so encrypted that um, you'll never get to the root of what I was doing. And so, uh, so much money as a result of the undefinability of this podcast. But that's what, uh, I mean, that's what currency is all about. The thing is that I wish that I was uh, more practical. I could implement some better better ways of um, making money. But it's not really like, it's just that I'm not trying hard enough for him saying that I can't do these things that like pretty much anybody could do. I'm, well, I'm talking about maybe I uh, advertise my podcast better than I've advertised it to this point or... Um, I mean, it's not like I'm not making an effort. I think that I just, it's easy advertisement to uh, keep making episodes. I'm talking about making money or something. Um, but there's, it's not all about making money. It's about, it's about art. This is about art here. This is the art podcast for fans of art. Go deep into the artistic realm. Um, if you want to, then maybe you arrived at the right place. You did arrive at the right place. This is uh, this is a brand. And um, that's when you know it's a brand is the people who created it are telling you, hey, this is a brand. And then you're like, oh, wow, i totally doing that now. I'm going to make room for more of that in my life. They're saying this is a brand. I'm going to drop everything that I'm up to right now. And then um, go to the place where the brand is, where there's somebody is saying that there's a brand because how, do, how would I know? That's what you're thinking. How would I know in a world of so many brands, what brand to follow besides the one that's saying, hey, we're a brand over here. Um, but I'm telling you, hey, this is money, I guess. Uh, so now I'm laying out why I'm doing this podcast for the first time, only how many episodes in. I mean, I'm just so wild and unpredictable. You don't, you don't ever know. Whoa, uh, who knows what's gonna come next? And um, things are just so shocking over at this podcast that you'll basically um, not, you'll lose your bearings just upon listening. Um, like if you're driving in your car and listening, you should probably pull over because uh, the unpredictability is going to reach you and um, cause you to pull into oncoming traffic. Um, I hope that that doesn't throw you off. I hope that doesn't, that doesn't mean that you stop listening. Um, the greater risk that's involved, I hope that doesn't, I hope that doesn't cause you to think that you shouldn't listen just cause you, just cause, um, the potency might influence you to do drastic things. 
Um, but this is a brand here, and this is dollars and cents. And what it, when it comes down to brass tacks, uh, when you get down to the bottom line, whose signature is on it? Um, I don't know. Probably God's. God signs in blood. He signs God when he signs it. Then you know that it was God. If it was in blood, it was possibly God. If it wasn't in blood, now I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, so like, let's see if I can lose people before, um, I start talking about the very important thing that I'm going to talk about today. I want to talk about, uh, um, and I'm going to vote for talking about this and vote by talking about it. By talking about it, I'm throwing my hat into the ring. I'm throwing my vote into the world for the thing that I'm about to say. And um, I'm voting for it. I'm trying to make it more popular. I'm voting for it to be a popular thing that other people talk about by bringing it up. But that's what um, that's what people do when they get um, they create a business and they're like, "This is my enterprise." But like entrepreneurs and enterprises uh, is that's what's important about enterprise or that's why it's a significant word is because it's like the creation of an entrepreneur. Basically entrepreneur to enter enterprise is the same as creator to creation. So like the enterprise is the creation that gets entered into the, the contest, the worldwide contest of you can open up a business and throw it into the ring be like, and now you're competing um, you're entering your your model, the your thing that you did. You're like, this is what I did. When you enter your enterprise as an entrepreneur, uh, but entrepreneur. But I guess based on the way the entrepreneur is, you can't say enter. They didn't describe it originally as entrepreneur, and um, that's not that's not on me, of course. Um, I'm going to talk about the relationship between standards and um, life hacks. And if you uh, brush your teeth while you're peeing, then you can save a few seconds. Or, um, you know, what I do is make coffee, and but I don't stand there and watch the pot make it the entire time. And then I walk around and play video games. That's a life hack. Um, you can actually brew coffee while you're playing video games. Um, you can take a shower while breathing. Did you know that? That's a life hack. Try to do that next time. You might get to work sooner. Um, don't like TP somebody's house while filing your taxes. Just throwing out some life hacks. So... Um, let me get back on track or, uh, in back in the mode of speaking, I got thrown off for a second, um, because I kind of have ADD or something. Let me tell you something personal about my life. Um, this is the personal things about my life is that, uh, let me, I, I prefer to talk if I get to a place where I'm not even thinking about the words coming out of my mouth. Like, um, it would be kind of interesting to view yourself as just a vessel and then you're just, um talking and then whatever person is talking it's like you can kind of throw yourself in the rear view mirror be like whatever i don't care about the guy that brought me to this place that now i'm talking and speaking out of it 
or like the physical body. I mean, if you really want to go insane, if you really want to be like um, out of reality, just picture that whatever is speaking through you isn't you. And then uh, then you can throw yourself under the bus. Be like, oh, fuck that guy that's talking. And that's what I'm telling you right now. This guy that's talking is like, that's not that's not the point. I don't I don't mean to represent him. I'm just tied to it so much that I am representing myself. Like, I'm not myself, but I do happen to be representing it based on physically. It's I can't separate myself from my physical body. Um, but I'm just trying to overwhelm you with really stupid things that I'm saying. But that, to me, they're not really stupid. But it's like, um, I'm just uh, I'm just trying to, I don't know, just trying to sabotage. But it's not, I mean, uh, is it is it entertaining to you? It's not, um, I don't, doesn't matter. I'm just trying to get to a place where I am saying words and not even thinking about it. Like uh, I'm ignorant of whatever limitations I would limit myself like oh don't say these words but um i'm just looking for a stream of speech that is unfiltered and un uh inhibited by myself at all and uh maybe i have to talk for a while in order to make that happen but uh now i'm and i'm taking you along for the ride and uh what a journey of course this is like i want to be speaking in a way that is like i'm driving a car like uh the car is going 70 miles an hour and not paying attention to anything that's going by i want to be in the mode of car driving as a speaker even though i'm sitting down and the only way i can do that is if i ignore that i'm this physical person and um then i'm like oh talking because you can talk at whatever rate you want and in that in that sense ignore whatever your physical limitations are like i want to pretend or i just want to have fun you know and usually faster is more fun not that there that's a direct correlation but speed uh but like speed um you know if you go faster or whatever that's not not more fun for everybody but i'd say it's more fun for me um People say, I drive too fast, move too fast, live too fast, ain't no such thing that's too fast for me. Have you heard that song? Um, let me talk about education. Education is uh, about problem solving. There's, sol there's um, you go into education, the education system makes a demon out of problems the enemy in education especially in mathematics and i've done a lot of mathematics in education but basically every class what they demonize is a problem they demonize problems like problems are the enemy you have to solve problems in a world that loves to have answers problems are the problem um so so very much problems are the problem why are there so many answers? Why are there so many self-help people writing self-help books or pastors of churches? Everybody wants to have answers. Even even the spiritualists, even people that do a bunch of drugs are like, drugs is the answer. Even Terrence McKenna and Alan Watts, are like philosophers, are going to be like, ah, this is the answer. You need to find peace or like your thoughts aren't real. So don't think them or like you find peace when you stop thinking like thinkings like thoughts are just illusions or something meditate and try not to think because then you'll find peace like even the people that are above all of it philosophers or whoever are like we have answers nobody cares about uh, oh i have problems or like nobody offers that that's because it's not sexy and it's not going to make you any dollars 
and um but like the stereotype is that generation z is all anxiety or they're like the feelings generation or just people that are like 25 and younger like the feelings generation and um maybe that is not like maybe the stereotype doesn't really help that much or that's the whole problem with it is that all of that shit has been criticized to be emotions or feelings for so long as if it's supposed to be written off that all of it gets brushed under the rug which is what leads to all of that anxiety anxiety i'd say is a result of a grand lack of communication um i mean that's what i in my experience it somewhat stems from anxiety and paranoia comes from lack of communication that I have lack of connection that I get to have with people around me and then I build up fear and uh, somewhat irrational thinking towards people because of the distance because in lieu of talking to them then I'm filling in the blanks with my own thing like as a result of not a great enough lack of communication and then you can be a more sensitive person and then it's kind of like you need more communication in order to quell the you filling in the blanks or something it's like um and we kind of would ignore somebody or we try to write off and criticize people for being too sensitive or like don't be somebody who needs to talk a lot you have to suck it up you're just like you too many feelings but it's like what results eventually is this has to uh, be spoken by somebody or some generation it has to be characterized that way or actually has to voice the problems with anxiety at some point when you're just pushing it under for so long probably for years and years or generations and generations like it's more than a it's better than a stereotype or something like ah the that generation is too emotional it's better than that it's actually like this is a real uh problem and maybe something that everybody has to admit to if it's a big enough thing i mean it would only be that way if it was true like it was ubiquitous that people had anxiety i know that not everybody has anxiety but it's just maybe like a maligned enough subject that everybody who has had it for so long doesn't get to say anything about it but it's kind of like the more that you say it though is it's just that uh what what are you going to do as a world as a group as a whole um group of humans what are humans going to do um at the point that they realize this is a problem they have to get through it right uh um I was watching the I was watching Calabasas Fight Companion with Brendan Schaub and Crystalia and it's like uh, they're talking about or Crystalia was talking about because he has a son he's talking about they're talking about teaching their kids things and like well they have to get through it or like Crystalia was introducing his son to drinking coffee or at like age one or two and then Brendan Schaub and Crystalia were saying like they need to yeah well we need to teach our kids this they need to get through it at some point like he has to overcome coffee at some point because it will come up at some point in the future but they're saying this is they're acting like this is a general rule for all things that would come up is like well they have to get through it but that's um i mean i guess that's what life is or that's kind of what's going to determine your success rate how much success you have is like how much you're willing to get through or overcome or go past when it does uh, present itself. And like anxiety is something now that presents itself for 
the individual that is like the entire world or like all of America. And I guess we probably have to come get through it now that, but you see that it is coming up, that it is presenting itself because it is spoken so much or it's like, it seems to be everywhere that this is a thing that people are talking about, like, oh, we have anxiety. And uh, what are you going to do? Uh, how do you not make that part of your story or like your like characteristics? How do how do you not make that part of your character at the point that it does present itself, especially when the world is always moving and we're always having more kids, new generations are coming, and so because we're all we're still growing and people are still being born, things are still being are still new and new things are being invented and discovered and uh, whatever is being revealed, um, like there's uh, it changes what I'm saying. The story does change, and it's just that now. Like when that comes up a lot, then you're over, then you're enveloped by anxiety, like a problem, like it's more in the air, like we are under the spell of it. But, um, and so you would, you would think that that's a worse thing. We head in that direction. You don't want everybody to think that they have paranoia. It's kind of like, like the more that people speak about it is the more that everybody has to be under the spell of that or stuck underneath it. But it's kind of just something that you have to get through and then we overcome it and get to something else. But you have to talk about it because there, it is a problem or like you can't ignore it forever or whatever. And it's too bad that some generations have to deal with the shitty things while other generations uh, live in euphoria or uh, happiness land pretending that nothing is wrong. I guess that's kind of the stereotype about boomers or we're like, yeah, well, you guys have just acted like everything has been utopia or like everything's great for too long. Like everything, like too many uh, poses and appearances shit and smiling at each other and uh, looking good for to in order to be sociable or look like you have friends and look like you made the right choices. Like, like, I feel like maybe it's a stereotype that boomers have done that for too long and it ignored problems, but you'd have to say that that's somewhat true because, um, they look at the political system that they've left us with and all the division and uh, anger and vitriol that comes with all of that, the divide between Republicans and Democrats and how much that becomes this big, uh, battle royale and everybody becomes divided as a result and everybody just the political system and the government is kind of just a shit show and this like you could blame boomers for that for reading so much belief and faith into the perception of uh the election and president presidency or uh, but it's like uh i mean it's been sold to them by by the media that was popular to them by the by the media that they've come to identify themselves to like cable tv or whatever but, um, and, uh, I'm just, I wanted to talk about the cross of Jesus, Jesus Christ, the cross that he's on. The cross is everywhere. I looked it up and there are, um, 2.3 billion people that are Christians. And, um, so, and I wanted to determine how many people go to, um, I wanted to determine how many people, how many Christian churches there are. And... So I figured that let's say only 1 billion of those 2.3 billion go to church. I don't know if that's an overestimation or an underestimation. Even if there were 500 people per church from that point on, where it's like 500 is an overestimate, and so you'd end up with like less churches probably than there actually are. Even if there are 500 people per church for the 1 billion of the 2.3 billion that went to church, then you'd still have 2 million churches. And, um, so it's like, there's 2 million churches or at least I'm kind of looking for buildings that have a cross on them. And so it's like, 
even besides churches, there's a lot of schools and whatever that have crosses on them. There's maybe two million buildings that have crosses on them, but there's definitely more than uh, 39,000. And there's 39,000 um, McDonald's in the world. And I'm so there's a lot more Christian, there's a lot more buildings in the world that have the cross on them than a McDonald's. And as far as I know, I mean, maybe Starbucks has more than McDonald's, but I'm making the point that there's more, um, as far as images are concerned and symbols, there are more Christian churches, there are more buildings with crosses on them than there are buildings with golden arches. But the cross is basically the best brand in the entire world. And it's kind of unique from other religions. Like I know Islam has the crescent moon, but um, like the cross is probably the most dominating image for in terms of religions. It's like Kind of, I guess all the religions have their have their biggest image, like Judaism has the six-pointed star, uh, as far as I know, right? Yeah, that's, that's true. But uh, I think that, well, there's more Christians, actually, than there are any other religion. Uh, Christianity is the most, most adherence to that religion, more than any other one. And um, Christianity is the most visible uh, religion in the world, but it's almost like the world, the world makes itself Christian. Like I think the world doesn't recognize how much it, like the the number that I saw, and Google freely gives this information that there are more Christians than any other uh, religion, and they make up thirty one percent of the world population. That's an enormous number. I had no idea it was that high, but uh, it's almost like the world is. Christian and uh, you consider that there are that that's the most most people practice that religion there's crosses everywhere the cross is the best brand um, in the world it's better than McDonald's there's more you see the cross everywhere but it's like they they were a brand before branding was a thing is what makes it even better the cross is better than Christianity is better than McDonald's Christianity has lasted so much longer than McDonald's but it's like McDonald's is started as the result of a vision of a handful of people, but there's that movie, The Founder, about the guy who really had the vision to franchise it and really made McDonald's what it was. It's kind of like the result, as you would see in that movie, based on how much you believe that guy, like that movie portrays it accurately, that McDonald's and its power and influence today is the result of the vision of one guy. And... Um, like uh, Christianity is a real result of the vision of, I mean, it's a result of the vision of one guy of Jesus. And uh, Jesus as an individual is so much more powerful than any other brand that's ever come along. Even McDonald's, there's 39,000 of them. McDonald's will probably be done with in a hundred years. You don't know that about Christianity. Christianity's already lasted like, however, more than a thousand years longer than mcdonald's has and i'm just i'm just talking about like if this was a dream if the world was one giant dream like if this was a dream sequence or you allowed yourself to think of it that way the cross is such a reoccurring um symbol that you would have to try to work out you would want to interpret what it meant especially that this is a worldwide thing it applies to everybody in the world and especially that we are on um we're on Jesus's timeline, everybody in the world is, and that goes hand in hand, in my opinion. But it's like, this is an apparent, obvious thing, especially when you understand, like, you would have to think that the cross itself, what is the importance of that? And 
it's a pretty apparent and obvious uh, correlation between Jesus and the cross. But it's like all of time is centered around this zero. And I know that they changed the name to like, like AD, they changed the name to CE or something, or so they were like, maybe Christ isn't in the name, but still all of the, it's still all centered around this zero and the zero, the before Christ and then the after Christ is centered around this zero and the zero. What else would you say that that represents besides, well, that's when Jesus came and that's what we're setting all of time by. Um, and it's a, it's a thing where, so we're setting all of time by that, and basically when you cross into a new era, like like the post-9-11 era, once 9-11 happens, the buildings fall, uh, America crosses into the post-9-11 era, and there's no going back to the whatever kinds of freedoms we enjoyed before that or the way things were before that. We go into the 9-11 era, and that's a new era, but like any artist that comes along like Lady Gaga makes it big and then we enter into the Lady Gaga era of music and then like music is never the same after that and you don't know all whatever ways she's influenced the entire landscape of music but any any genre does that like you cross over to a new era or a new genre where these themes and music became the thing and it could be the result of the influence of one people or a number of people but like any era we cross over into a new era that's a crossing and um, crossings, I make this point to say that a crossing is kind of is representative of a point in time, but um, time is like, I'd like to make the point that time is vertical rather than horizontal, but people say this, that time isn't linear. It's almost like saying time isn't horizontal, it's vertical, but we happen to live on one person's timeline that's jesus's and um because of that we're all in one time is linear but like people who are smarter or whatever people are trying to describe well time is actually more complicated than that it is linear that's the thing that people are always saying as a jumping off point to uh stop perceiving time to be linear we're like we need to get off of the linear standard or thinking that it is linear so people are often saying time isn't linear and it's like linear just linear is just an adjective for line like and it sounds like a more advanced word than that but it's just a lineish and uh it's like horizontal but we're always time is linear the way that we're living as much as you'd say it isn't the way that we're living currently it is linear because everybody is on one timeline and we set it by that timeline and where like points of time that happen within it all happen within this one timeline under one name that name is like it's jesus's timeline and uh, it doesn't matter how big you make it, you're still a sub-timeline within the timeline of Jesus, the way that we set time currently. Time is always linear as long as it is that because that's what makes it linear is making it one, uh, one, person's, one person's timeline. When it's like everybody is living different lives, all of these timelines through the eyes of all these different people or even organizations, timeline like an era 
the era of when iPhones became a thing as a result of Apple, like Apple's timeline and their influence. The Apple era is an era all its own. The information age is an era. Like all of these eras, we are putting as sub-eras within the era of this one guy. So time will, time is always linear as long as that's the case. Rather than recognize the verticality of time, if you recognize that, then you're getting off of the standard of thinking it's linear. But I'm talking about like, I was describing in the previous episode that a person is like a stake through layers of horizontal strata. And um, I think a better description of this stake idea is that that's what time does. It's vertical. Like time is the vertical stake because it's only a point in time that allows you to understand a stake through lots of horizontal eras that are happening at once where each eras are different strata but like a horizontal i mean like a point in time acts as a vertical stake that goes through a number of eras that's the only way you you get to point out how all of those eras coexist like it's only when you make when you recognize a point in time like 2021 june June 9th, 2021, that is a point in time that acts as a stake through all of the things that were happening, all of the eras, all of the people that have timelines during that. It's the point of time that acts as a vertical stake through every one of those layers of strata, all ideologies, belief systems, things that are popular, uh, whatever, anything that's happening, organ companies that have a lifespan like Starbucks or anything that's going on during that time, like the era of Starbucks happened during June 9th, 2021. That point in time acts as a stake through all those vertical, um, through all those horizontal layers of strata. But it's like, that's what that's what time allows you to do. It's almost like a technology that caught that um, that's its function. It allows you to um, understand how things exist vertically, but it's really like you see how all of these eras are coexisting across all these people or all these companies as individuals or all these countries or cryptocurrencies or anything. You see that a point in time tells you that this is the point at which only all of these things, all of these things coexisted. So it uh, it emphasizes coexistence. Um, does a does a point in time, but like. I'm saying that, um, but I'm saying that time is parallel rather than um, like there's all these eras that are happening uh, parallel to each other, and that's what people mean when they say time isn't linear. There isn't one era. There's all these eras, but time points this out by acting as a as a stake that shows you the coexistence of all of them. Rather, it's time is meant to point out. A coexistence of lots of eras, not just one era, not just one line, not just one timeline. But time is always linear as long as we understand it to be what it is currently. But basically, we uh, we live under the subjugation of Christ. No matter what you do, it's always a sub era within this one era because we. Uh, and I would say that that is, um, it's something like superstitious, but it's just a reliance on that way of living for safety and um it's always been that way it's kind of like um relying on connectivity like we all have to be connected under one thing like one safe realm of thinking where everybody has the same one or everybody has one collective story like um 
there's a lot of discrimination against hate because people don't understand hate. There's a lot of like everything has to be love or everything has to be like you should you should trend toward trying to connect with more people or something, even though this mostly just happens on this just happens on the surface. Um, like it's really it's it's very one dimensional to to um, make everything about love rather than recognize the place of hate or um, or say that love is what saves everybody and hate is not what saves everybody like when the when germany genocides the jews they kill six million of them they're really only able to do that out of love for themselves and love for the german cause like when germany gets it in their head that well we need to establish the thousand year reign of germany for the good of the german people and then they actually further that cause by going to war and then thousands and thousands of people die um that only happens as a result of love for Germany love for themselves and their cause you would almost be able to say it's more because of love than it is because of hate like yeah maybe they hate the people around them it's kind of more like they they start doing that though because of their unity and connectivity and love that they have for each other that they're like we are so important we're going to establish a thousand year reign it's really like uh, tribalism how do you have tribalism without love it's really like the tribes that do the best are actually the tribes that are the most united and connected behind their idea the tribes that love themselves the most are the tribes that win the most like um I say that love is the father of tribalism, and that's an original quote, and um, you can do whatever with that original quote. You can sh shove it up your ass or or anything, or you can rearrange the words in a word jumble, be like, this, uh, I, it's, it's up to you, because now you can have it. Um, take it like it's your own. Tell somebody that statement and be like, that's an original quote. You can do that. I give you the liberty to do that, but... Um, just recognize that the immutability of that is already, uh, I already recorded it and I'm already, um, putting this on the internet. And so that's not the most immutable thing. It would be more immutable if I, uh, if I tied this file to a blockchain, but, um, there's, there's immutability, there's greater immutability in the world as time goes on because, um, because having to do with people's stories like the joe rogan podcast if joe rogan has somebody on and he says a story and then his guest says a story they exchange stories uh either of them could go out into the world and say like they could take each other's story and retell it as if it was their own but it's more difficult to do that now today for everybody because of the digital age because you can trace transactions like transaction of stories more so because more things are recorded or like you can trace where that story came from be like a podcast where two people are talking this uh and it's recorded now you can see you can tie that story to two people um you can trace where stories came from and uh this didn't used to be the case like a thousand years ago when nothing was recorded it, it would have been a lot easier for anybody to take a story and then retell it as if it was their own and then this leads to more mythical uh stories themselves like things become legend because and more mythical because of the mutability or the uh changeability variability of a story like that it could be changed it becomes a lot like a thousand years ago it would have been a lot more difficult to tie the story back to a person because how is that provable and so stories used to be more um mutable and then like that results in more 
myth, but when everything's recorded, you can see where the story came from or whatever you can, like more information is out there. You can figure out the origin of something, but it's just that as time goes on, we be, we create technology that uh, makes things more Im immutable. Immutability um, increases as time goes on, like with cryptocurrency, what you have then are banks and uh, companies ways of filing money that are more Im immutable than what we used to have and that and so the thing is that you wouldn't really know why that was better why is it why is it better that all of these transactions are permanently on a blockchain why is permanence better because that's the argument it's like well cryptocurrency is so much better because of decentralization and because of immutability because the transactions are all permanent um, what's important about it is that with something like Ethereum, all the transactions are permanent and they're all under one name and then the company is distributed amongst all of the users of it that's like exchanged peer to peer rather than all of the transactions that happen within the US economy as managed or regulated by the United States government. Um, those transactions are somewhat immutable but they're not as immutable as a blockchain that that permanently locks all of tr all transactions into a program a computer program that's written where the program is unchangeable um it's like a it's a program that is visible and exchangeable by everybody is the code that was written to create ethereum and that code causes for all transactions to be under one name it's important they're all under one title but it's just it's basically like this is relatively better than national governments because like the US government is more mutable. You don't know what conclusion they're going to arrive at in order to manage their money. All of the money is regulated across all these departments at different levels where different people have the option who aren't you. They have the option and they hover over the process to do what they want and like the Federal Reserve can change the whatever. Uh, like Yellen can change the rate of interest whenever she wants for like banking. And um, I mean, it's it's controlled, it's regulated by all these people that get to decide. And so it can be changed the currency. Um, it's just relatively more changeable, but uh, especially when the, like you go to Target and make a transaction and there's a receipt for that. So it's like, it's relatively known or you can go back and be like, oh, this transaction is permanent somewhere. It's just that it's not all under one name and so all permanence all under one name one blockchain is better it's more immutable because target has the ability within themselves to uh like they might lose the history of the transaction but it's like there's it's not all under one name it's like too many different levels that there's so many different people that would be able to change the history of the transaction that makes it more uh, that makes it more changeable or you might lose what actually happened like it's harder to trace it it's a lot easier to trace it when it's all under one computer and the computer is filing everything and it's like and when a transaction happens but anyways this is boring um this is boring that i'm talking about i'm just making the point that immutability is uh not it was it used to be at a premium historically as we developed as humans there was there were not technologies that were immutable however the christian church in lasting for th 2000 years um offered this unique level of immutability because of uh 
because of the branding of it, basically, or like because of how many people were involved involved with it because of the strength of the Bible or like a book is actually one of these things that is a technology that offers immutability that is kind of rare. And so we used to have to rely more on a book. Um, in terms of we like people needed something immutable that they could center all of their stories on or like that they're staking their reputation in because um, because of safety or survival it's more difficult to survive or um, like people need something to trust and because things have gotten more immutable over time um, you can trust the thing that you're putting money in more over time and uh, like because it was more difficult to like when it's more the wild west you can't trust people or you need to have a gang around you or you need to form a tribe when things are less trustworthy like they were a thousand years ago when things couldn't be recorded and things weren't permanent and everything was more mutable um you needed like you would have relied more on a religion is really like christianity is the best uh the best one in the game for that because of you you see the immutability of the of the cross how long that's lasted and everybody on one timeline that's like uh that's a kind of immutability that the world would have needed to rely on but this is just like um we have come up with in in lieu of having technology that makes all of your transactions uh all of your currency more immutable and permanent you can trust where it's going um so it's like the United States government comes along and it offers a relatively higher level of immutability than what used to exist in other countries in the world because its system was better and you could trust the U.S. dollar more. And because the U.S. dollar, because the United States as a country came up with the best system, uh, as a result of that, over the years, it became the reserve currency or the currency that the most people have on hand. And, be, and that's because the world perceives the United States to be the most immutable, but like the United States has the highest standard um, and more immutability is better because of the standard because um, it's kind of hard to say why it's better. It's just that it's more successful. It will make more money. And that's what cryptocurrencies being enterprises that are all about collecting money. Um, more immutability makes you more money because better standards make you more money. Uh, for example, and the best one of those is the Christian church, but like the standard, look at the standard of, the standard of time is all on one of them. That's an incredibly centralized uh, thing that we're living under. And like um, when you look at the world around you, you see you see how decentralized things are. Any entrepreneur can enter any enterprise. How many different people are creating different timelines and influencing the world in different ways. But yet we're all on the standard of one time. But like part of that is because of the collectivism of, of it offers people benefits and protections. And it has offered the entire world that for a very long time. Um, and we've like relied on that um, level of mutability, but I'm saying like more immutability is just more successful for some reason. It makes you more money. It's, it's because the more immutable it is, the more it's a standard, like the more it's, the more it's a standard is the more it's unchanging, the more you can rely on it. Like it's like, it's the law and uh, that law is set in stone more, the better that the standard is like Starbucks has, is a better standard than 
any other coffee shop and they also happen to make the most money of any coffee shop in the world it's because they have high standards and like just how they make every individual item it's always the same you know what you're getting but like that's a dependability that they've built up over time you like they're really popular for one because you can rely on them to give you what the thing is more like um but better than that for what i'm talking about is just they are the standard like the image they have become the standard for coffee shops and they make more money that's just kind of an evident thing it's like mcdonald's has better standards than burger king that's why they become so successful but i'm sort of just talking about branding practices mcdonald's is a better brand they're a better standard for fast food they are the standard for fast food that's the way it's perceived that's the way it's talked about intangibles that go along with the brand starbucks is the standard for coffee shops um then they make the most money the one that is the standard but it's like it, that's what immutability is and it, the more that it's Im immutable because that's an unchanging um that's what you're talking about is the reliance that you have on it being the standard and a lot of that is just everybody perceives it to be the best and so there's people that are like well burger king's better but they're just an alternative perception in terms of saying which one is the standard i guess there's people that would say burger king is the best and then in some senses, those are those are people that say that that is the standard of fast food. But those people aren't in the majority. So the standard is McDonald's. That's the way it's perceived and shared. And ex that's the way people talk about it. That's the way it's exchanged across groups of people. And it's like um, usually and the standard ends up a lot of times. That's like the one that has the most uh, buildings or restaurants. But like the Christian church is even better than any company that's ever been made in terms of uh, wealth and popularity adherence to its religion and time that it's lasted and uh there like there's more buildings with a cross on them than there are golden arches and also the christian church um i mean i mean they've made a lot more money through the centuries a lot more money money to last that long than mcdonald's ever has and at the same time as that there are that's the best brand. That's the thing you see the most in the world is crosses. At the same time, all of that, we're all under Christ's timeline. And so they're the, and the most people are doing Christ. It's almost like the world is Christ. It's like if there was one thing that you could define the world by, it's Jesus because of how much Jesus that there is. But this is like um, people say that religion is the problem. And I would tend to agree with that. And, but the thing is that you can't just say, oh, that's a problem and then forget about it. Cause there's a lot of people that get scientific and they're like, oh, those religious nuts. Like once we realize that religion is stupid, then we can evolve. It's really not that it's more that religion is this thing that's out in the open in front of everybody's face. And it's like, people aren't really, uh, doing a lot to try to figure this out. Like people aren't really talking about Jesus or whatever this thing is. Like, this is kind of like a problem that would need to be solved. Why is everybody doing all this Jesus and why are we living on Jesus's timeline? Like, people should probably be more freaked out about this. And um, I was watching the most recent episode of Jordan Peterson on Joe Rogan's podcast. Like, uh, I, was, I was talking about it in another episode and the what I was referring to is the most recent time that Jordan Peterson was on, which was like a couple weeks ago on Joe Rogan. And 
uh, Jordan Peterson was talking about how the Bible is, um, for a long time, it was the only book. And I've been uh, on this podcast, like, explaining, like, I'm explaining similar things. And Jordan Peterson was like, I realized in this past week, or I realized recently, like, the influence of the Bible. And I just wanted to point out that I realized the, how um, inseparable the world is from the Bible before Jordan Peterson is. And um, that's, so I'm more in tune with the prevailing perceptions that are swirling around in the atmosphere. I'm more sensitive to the trends in the world than Jordan Peterson is. And um, I'm just like a little bit ahead of the game, but he's an old man. So like, of course, he's a little bit lagging behind. That's all right. So it's like, if you wanted news, you'd probably, um, you'd probably need to go to me first because it's probably like Jordan Peterson would get it after I would. Um, It's really like, Um, he was probably watching my podcast and then got that information, um, because it's really like, uh, that's, that's nice that he arrived at that, but like, um, there, he's not like, he's not like that great, um, because of, uh, but anyway, I'm just, um, I'm being somewhat humorous, but not that humorous. I, I, and if I keep going, it will be unattractively humorous. And, um, the humorous is that bone in your arm. And, um, it's this one. It's your, uh, it's your bone that's below your shoulder, I think. Or is it in your leg? Um, no. I think the humorous in your arm. And so that's information that you will get some other places but not in this, not alongside all the other information that you got today. So would you call it information? Do you feel informed by this? Is this, am I informing you? By the way, this is information. It's, it's, it's misinformation and information. But I'm talking about the immutability of the Christian church. Is It's immutable for those reasons. It's the best standard, and it's actually the most successful. And that just goes hand-in-hand hand with the visibility of there's tons of crosses in the world, but it's the most visible religion through the ages. It's like been, it's the best religion that the world has to offer, and it's the most visible when, they, uh, when the settlers come over to the Americas and they steamroll over all of the Native Americans that were here. Uh, in the name of the cross, and it's coincidentally they cross the ocean to bring the cross over, and like the crusaders are doing that in the name of like that's a word that comes from like they're cross spreading the people who crusaded. Um, they're doing it in the name of furthering the cause of the cross, and like they cross the ocean to spread the cross to everybody in the Americas, make a new world of cross worshipers, uh, people who follow the cross, but like that's always the symbol that goes along with it. And um, it just so happens that the era is all based on a cross, like this giant timeline that we're in, that's Christ, is centered around basically uh, when Christ came and died on a cross, but that is also the cross or the the important crossing, like that's the era that we're living in, that is the cross, of course. And it just so happens that there is only one when people think of a cross, there's actually one cross that has risen above all the other ones in terms of like, there's no era that we cross into that's uh, like better than the era that's based around the one cross. Like it's almost like there's a definitive 
uh, quintessential de facto cross. And there is because you're like, what's think of crosses, famous crosses. Everybody's like, oh, the Christian cross is kind of the best cross. But also that's there's only one era that is steamrolled over all other eras in terms of like, what era are you going to remember? Uh, the one and it's like when you cross into an era, um, that's a that's a crossing that you make. But we're all the era is centered around this one zero and uh, that that Jesus came and like evidently currently just as we are uh, living in this era, there's all these crosses all over the world, but nobody really cares. But um, and then from the Christian perspective, they're like we uh, they act like they're discriminated against. Like when I was in the Christian church, there's from uh, Christians and Protestants, there's, well, especially Baptists, but there's this idea that they're discriminated against, but it's more just like Christians are very sensitive to anything in the media that sounds anti-Christian and the world is, is afraid of anti-christs or anti-christian anti-christian but christians are afraid of an anti-christ and anything that sounds anti-christian they're especially afraid and sensitive towards or they're like oh is the anti-christ coming and whenever there's any form of anti-christian sounding speech anywhere in the world christians are so sensitive to that that they think that they're discriminated against by the rest of the world and then they make shitty art then they make shitty movies like God's Not Dead that say like, oh, we're discriminated against or like they, they play up this drama like the world is singling them out or always trying to screw with them. And uh, that comes through in the movies they make like God's Not Dead is this movie that attacks that goes after secular professors, professors in non-Christian universities, and then it sensationalizes them to be. Uh, people that hate creation specifically and are like always trying to deny the truth of the gospel when in reality professors at secular universities wouldn't give a shit if you wrote a paper on creationism in their science class they'd be like oh okay you believe that whatever they don't care about other people's beliefs they're really but christianity kind of carries on with with this myth that they're always being singled out when uh when people are like putting forward evolution as if everybody's always denying the truth of creation. It's really the case that people actually believe in evolution, and that as a result of that, they don't care about specific religions. It's more the case that people are walking around, walking on eggshells around Christians because every, because they know how sensitive Christians are, and Christians are sensitive. They're like It's a little bit like Jews. You can't criticize Christianity, especially not publicly or popularly. Um, you, you can't consistently have that opinion especially you're not going to get anywhere because the world uh and obviously so because the world is so christian that uh popularly speaking it's easy to get the most amount of people against you by not talking about it it's really the it's really the opposite of that christians are discriminated against because they have through time the most wealth and the most power and the most influence in every president like when you become the president you have to say that you're christian in the united states at least it's been that way for a while but um, at least since Reagan, but, um, like they really have the most power, but like the world, um, the world that has needed that standard, but it's the same as, um, it's the same as like, we live in a world where you always have home or safety, like the world wants to build up safety and, um, ends up discriminating against the hateful because hate is, a 
idea that embodies characteristics that are not unifying and hate is more separating love is more connective but um like it's just the it's a fear of uh it's a world that's like well it all has to be love that blames um a genocide like um christians coming over they they genocide the native americans in the name of spreading the cross and what results is a christian nation unified under the cross unified under uh christianity whereas with native americans you had all these native american religions that were completely eradicated and destroyed at the point that christianity got exported and steamrolled over because it was like a relatively better technology um relatively better way of unifying everybody and it is that because of its standard because of its level of immutability and uh that causes uh, that eventually causes it to get the most territory or be able to spread itself the best where the most people are doing it. Like, it's so much better a standard that uh, the Native American religions couldn't compete with it at all. And obviously, it's not just religion. It's like the technology, like uh, Europeans had guns and Native Americans didn't, whatever. I know that. But um, like, it's a, it's unifying. It's like, it's more moral. It's very integrating. Jesus Christ is like... Christ and the message of that is so integrating that all of our times are integrated in this one and what that does to time is allow you to not be able to recognize it and that's why we live in this era where we're always like well we don't understand time we could understand it better if we could recognize the way that it was talking or we listened to it when it was talking time communicates in times it communicates in in events uh, singular ones. That's how it communicates in these singular ones. But if you're not, you are not able to recognize or separate out single events if the entire culture, the entire world is putting all of them under one time uniformly, like chalking it all up to one excuse that takes all of the blame, which is what Christ is designed to do. So it's one excuse that takes all the blame for everybody. It's this a uh, high-ended standard, very immutable in a world that hasn't had access to immutability um, that's, like, provided. And it's the same as, like, you might hear that cities is an early invention. Like, people have relied on cities or collective collectivizing their story in a city um, for so long be, because they've needed to. They've depended on that because a city has more events happening, there's more places to go and more places like bars or, or anything, productions, anything you can do at night to further your story or have a story. There's more stories you can have in a city than out in the country. And um, there's like a collectivizing of stories that happens in any city. And then if you live in uh, if you live in Tampa Bay, Florida, everybody in there is using Tampa Bay as the th as the crutch or like the thing that's unifying all of their stories because all of it happened in Tampa Bay and they're like, I'm from Tampa Bay. It's like Tampa Bay is the title that collects all of that, the thing that they rely on. But I'm just talking about like overarching structures that provide this very giant ass level of safety that everybody's in because people think that they need safety and, um, that, that that's like, if we didn't have the safety or if everything wasn't about love, then the connecting that happens across all of that, then uh, we would go to shit. Or it's like, we need that in order to survive. It's the same thing as like building up moms and dads to be this, uh, it, to be m huge personas. Like the separation there is ageist. 
it's critical of youth where we build up moms and dads to be such a big deal and then what results is moms and dads have a baby and they're like then at the point that they have a baby they are they have all these societal obligations to take care of it or be like a ma- major authority i think it results in um like parenting i'd say is more it at least in america currently ha- relies on a lot of dominance like the parents are expected to be dominant and then they can't be your friend and then it makes it so that we live in this culture where kids are treated to be very stupid or very below adults like it's uh it's a lack of recognition of intelligence to say that kids are very stupid kids are kids are like make all kids the same and that's kind of what we get into when we build up the idea of moms and dads to be such a thing but we need to do that because like the more societal obligations we put on a mom and a dad to be this major authority is how much more immutable they're going to be in terms of an excuse or like a safe place to be safe uh, authority or person to look to to be under the under the spell of like the more that we build up the figure the persona of a mom and a dad is the more that they're this giant um structure this like this big uh like expanded thing that you can perceive to be safe like the more that you think that your mom or dad has the authority is the more safe you're going to be under but that's they are more a standard the more that the society builds them up to be a thing that like the more that we're like holy shit moms are the greatest moms that's the hardest job in the world and like the culture just promotes all this um and like the more that we build that perception up it's the same as uh just home the idea of home itself having safety like oh you always have to you always go back to home i'm talking about these like uh sort of major ideas that we would definitely overlook like you always go back to home there needs to be home to be safe or like you need to it's the same as uh settling down and living in the same place for a very long time you have the safety of that rather than uh allowing yourself to deviate off of this standard way of doing things where people like live with the same thing forever live in the same city um if you if we live in a world where shit was moving around more but we don't live in that world because uh we don't we really haven't allowed ourselves to deviate from the rules very much and like nations develop and the nation is stuck with the same territory like uh the empires that are all of the nations that exist in the world today are uh those are not moving anywhere and um they're like uh like rather than you had empires like cryptocurrencies they're more digital they're more like they're just peer to peer. They exist on computers, and those computers they they go global rather than that they're stuck to one territory. Do cryptocurrencies, and because of that, what well, you have are empires that are just like in the air or can transfer. Like the empire itself, like Ethereum, is just like being transferred all over the world. Like it's uh, like its images being transported through uh, television. Like it's like its images that appear on a screen. Like they're in the air. Like they're just transferred through sound waves or light waves or something like it's more that than it's sectioned to a physical set of buildings or physical territory uh empires now are decentralized and um as a result of that what you see is a greater level of movement um and movement that like of empires they're just fluid they're liquid 
um, Ethereum and all of the money that goes into it rather than that you have a currency that's based on a single territory like Canada and then like whatever and then the money that they exchange in Canada Canadian currency uh, now you have currency that's everywhere and this is and at the same time is immutable it's a very much better technology but basically um, the immutability is um, it has to do with trust like you, a greater level of trust um, and the thing is that people don't trust cryptocurrencies now, but what they don't realize is that it is like permanent, it's objectively more trustworthy. It's just that the world has not yet arrived at that perception of understanding that, uh, that level of trust is so much better with that. And, um, so I'm saying that there's like this level of immutability with cryptocurrencies and like, we're, I'm just saying we're graduating to a world that is more, um, graduating to a world that is more moving and more liquid and more fluid. And like maybe what goes along with that, people moving more, but basically uh, in the future, there would be uh, less reliance on cities or you needing to collectivize a story and more people spreading out to different places because in the digital age, you don't have to go to physical locations to further your story. A lot of it happens online. Like anybody can record a podcast and uh, see their their collection of stories transacted permanently on the recordings from anywhere in the world. You don't have to go to a city anymore. Like things aren't reliant as much on collective collectivizing things and having the same standard as everybody else because everybody furthers their cause from their own home more more than they used to like it will continue to be that way because immutability is now like ubiquitous we don't have to uh take the time to make it like this physical thing um because it's just in the air but so like we've been relying on immutability and um like the standard of the cross there uh and i guess what i'm saying is like there's integrating there's integrating instances of like maybe people don't realize how integrating the cross is and Jesus is and Christianity is. It's like uh, um, religion is a problem and and um, like I'm just talking about how if you really want to say time isn't linear, that's not going to you're not going to convince anybody of that as long as our existence is all under one time. Um because it is all under one time, but uh, so it's like you would need to decentralize that standard, but it's really like, uh, it's difficult to understand what time is or think about like the complexity of that when everybody is forced, like you could be anybody, you could be Robin Williams and rise to a major level of celebrity where you're like America's hero. But um, it's kind of like, that's what Christ is like. Robin Williams almost rises to this level of Christ-likeness. Like his popularity is that of Christ, but it's like uh, the the media would build up Robin Williams to be this guy that you couldn't overcome that because he's the funniest guy ever. You nobody will ever be better. And uh, it, then he kind of achieves this level of immutability, where like you could rely on in terms of comedy. Like, oh, nobody will ever be better than that. Or he's the standard. But even his timeline isn't longer than Christ. Like, Christ is so much more magnificent than that even. Like, Christ is so much the standard that you can't overcome it. Like, it's harmful because of the compar comparison that always has to happen 
for everybody because everybody lives and dies within this one guy. So you didn't rise above it. You're not better than that. You'll never have more influence than that. Uh, and, um, like we, I'm saying we need to live in a world that doesn't, um, that recognizes times to be individual ones rather than chalks, chalks all of it up to one identity. That's just relatively more, I mean, it's like relatively more stupid, but you need to, people need to separate things out, um, de-standardize shit, you know, kinds of things I talk about sort of often, but, um, more, I guess, uh, I'll have to expand that idea or think about what I'm trying to say with the cross. Like, it's a symbol that, but, um, yeah, there's only one cross for some reason. Everyone knows the cross. Um, anyway, but, uh, so I did an hour so that by rule means goodbye now, goodbye for now, um, because of the rules. And so, um, Talk to you all later.